Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome in. This is Overtime with Jillian and Chris here on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com. My name is Chris Unocero. I am just barely joined here today by my producer, Julio Sanchez. Why you got to throw me under the bus you already. Barely, look, first off, every We're time. Not 40 seconds into the show. Every time I do anything worth noting, you throw me under the bus on the regular. When I was hung over a few weeks ago, true. you threw me under the bus. I was going to let that remain an industry secret, and uh, you did not. That's no fun. Two minutes into the show, you're like, so let's address the hungoverness that you have. So I don't want to hear anything about that. But yes, Julio barely made it into on the show. Time. You're barely on, on time, time, which means you're late. Counts. If you played for the Jags, you would be late. So That's why Tom got fired. <laughs> That's right. You, were, you barely made it into the show today. I was... Uh, I was Sweating a little bit, I was like, "I told you I was going to be." Cl- you said two forty-five. You said two forty-five. I wasn't accounting for the Christmas traffic out there. All right, so okay? first and foremost, no. you said that you were going to. You told me on Thursday you're going to be here at two thirty. So I was I like, "Push back I was a like, little." I was half like, an hour. I was like two forty. I was like two forty because uh, I know you, and you show up later than always than expected. Always look, man. We, we've talked about this. This is a very difficult time slot for us. It's right in the middle of the day. Yeah, you have to cut whatever you're doing in the middle of the day. Stop what you're doing. Come in here, do or you a two just, hour show till five o'clock, and then leave and continue doing whatever you're doing. Or you just don't do anything it's before difficult. the show. You know, some of us have lives. I have lives. Some have of life. us have lives. I have a life. I put everything on hold That's until debatable. after the show because I'm a night owl. I don't do things in the morning. It's debatable. It is very much not debatable. I just plan my life after five o'clock on Saturdays when we have a show. I've always been a fan. Just winging it. It's fine. Oh yeah, yeah. You just barely, you barely made it in this time. Whew, I was sweating out. there. Jillian uh, obviously is not here this week. She will be back for next week's show as we have another full show next week, which is surprising because we've had months of uh, of not have. We've had like months of where we've had like maybe a show or two. So this is a this is our first full month of doing this show. Is it is that ever? Is that since we started doing it? Is this the first full month we've had of shows? I think Probably. it is. Yeah. I think it is. So she'll be back next week as well. Julio's wearing an ugly, ugly ass sweater. Is that a? Is this a, this a family thing? Santa Claus with a beer. That is what's wrong ugly, with that? Is an ugly ass sweater. I, the, I get a, to wear it one time a year. Give it to me. How long have Give you? It to me, how many times do you wear it? Like how many? How many times have you worn I'll, this I'll sweater wear it twice. before? I, this is the first time I've worn it all year. And then you're gonna wear it on Christmas? And I'll probably wear it. Yeah, I'll probably wear it to a work party know, or something. That's, that's yeah, not very. Oh, uh, we also need to talk about Star Wars. Goatman. Goatman. <laughs> we need we need to talk about Star Wars. How, you saw it, right? Of course I did. So how did it, how did it how was it? I heard I heard it wasn't that good. 
Um, so I was satisfied with the way it ended and, and how they kind of tied the whole story together and, and kind of closing the segment on a lot of the characters. But at the same time, I was not wild. I didn't have the wow factor. I didn't want to, at the end of the movie, stand up and kind of cheer. Yeah. So from that aspect, it was a little... <laughs> I'm a little bit... It breaks my heart a little bit because I feel like I spent this much time and effort over this amount of time dedicating to Star Wars, and it didn't end as exciting as I would have wanted it to. Have you ever stood up and cheered after a movie? Ever? Ever? No. Never. Uh, no, but there there are some of those feel-goods that of the trilogies that you kind of... Like Lord of the Rings, I thought it was long. Yeah, it was. But... It was a little more excitement to that when it when it ended. Oh yeah, yeah, I like I like this one. Is, it was just a little anticlimactic, I guess. Hmm. I guess that means I don't. But have it's worth to seeing. See it. It's I, worth seeing. Maybe I don't. I haven't seen this the second the one in the current trilogy well, that they're count. doing. You don't count. I saw the first one, so and I didn't see the second one because it didn't really jump out to me. The ending was uh, not. It didn't jump out to me the way that uh, that I had hoped. So I didn't would need to see the second one, and I don't know if I'm gonna see the third one. Well, my girlfriend did say, because she's not really paid attention to them, I, I will say, when she actually does watch them, that you don't need to watch the other ones to enjoy the movie still. I mean... So there's that. I mean, I guess. I mean, I I saw, like, the original trilogy back in the... No, I didn't see the original. I saw part of the first one, and I saw um, the third one in the trilogy. What is that? Return of the Jedi? You're just skipping all around. Yeah, I saw, this, I saw the first one, I saw Return of the Jedi, and then I saw Phantom Menace. And I think I've seen part oh, of uh, Clone Wars. Like, okay. that's it. And then I watched... Uh, it was so a half Force of what Awakens. you saw was crap, is what I'm hearing. Uh, Phantom Menace was, was, was alright. It was uh, not bad. That's how I know you don't watch it was Star Wars. All, I don't watch Star Wars, yeah. but it was alright. So, Fox. you you what would you give it on a score of uh, 1 to 10? Uh, I'd probably give it a 7.8. 7... Seven what? Seven eight. Seven point eight. Seven eight. It's like a really weird score. Oh, like oh, you got to give it a hard zero no, or a hard that's rookie, five. That's rookie status. You don't give like a no. zero or a five. You can't just be like a s- one bite. Everybody knows seven point eight. One bite. Everyone knows the rules. Seven point eight. You don't. You don't round off your scores. That's rookie. No, it's not. That's what professionals do. So, anyways, I, I guess that uh, a seven point eight is is how you would say it. I don't know if I'm going to see this film or not. Um, but it, a lot of people were not happy with the way that the movie ended. A lot of people didn't like it. Um, so I mean, I, I, I don't know if I'm, I'm going to rush to the theaters to see this film. That means you're not probably not. Yeah. I'm not a big movie watcher anyways. The last movie I went to go see was us back in February. So yeah, just watch that too. It was solid. It's really good. Really good movie. Not, not great, but it's a good movie. It's a good premise. Yeah, I like. I definitely like the premise. Definitely, I think it would have been better as a TV series because Agreed. like I they could have expanded more. Yeah, but like I thought, I thought it did a good job. So today is a is a, a very important day in the world of the NFL. Um, you have obviously a big matchup that's happening right now. It's it's not crucial for the Chiefs, but it is big because right now Houston uh, still very much in play for the three seed in the AFC. Uh, playoff picture right now they're currently up 23 to 20 over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers it is a it's been a it's it's been a entertaining game but it's also been very ugly as well because uh Jameis Winston started this game off absolutely terrible three interceptions early on and uh, I think the first pass he threw was like a was a pick six 
So this whole game has been a, an absolute disaster since the very beginning, and it's been really entertaining to watch. Jameis Winston. I'm I, loving it. Jameis Winston is – hes re, I hope that he has a very long career in the NFL because he's really entertaining to watch because he's either great or he's a train wreck. And both of those things are really entertaining for me to watch. I love when, I, when a quarterback goes out there and is absolutely awful, but I also like when they're really good too. And he brings both of those things to almost every single game he plays in. He's really good and he's really bad at the same time. So I really like watching uh, Jameis Winston, and hopefully he can pull this one out to give the Chiefs a little bit more insurance should something crazy happen the next couple games for them uh, as they take on the Chicago Bears tomorrow night on Sunday Night Football, and then they close out the regular season next week at Arrowhead against the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, and then at 3.30, roughly, uh, depending on whenever the, uh, this game should be over here soon. Um, but de- but at 3.30, the, then we have the big matchup that the Chiefs are going to need if they want to get the number two seed in the AF- AFC playoffs because you have the New England Patriots hosting the Buffalo Bills. Both teams are already in the playoffs. Uh, it looks like uh, this game between the Texans and Buccaneers is over now because uh, it looked like Jameis threw another pick. Uh, you had the Texas players dancing here. They're showing a replay right now. Um, yep. Yeah, it looks like uh, he threw a pick. So, yep, game's over. I'll take it. I'm playing against him in my friend. Uh, not that anyone cares, but my yeah. fantasy football championship. Yeah, we so def- we definitely don't. wonderful care. to see. We definitely don't care. Yeah, I'll take it. I actually have Jameis on one of my fantasy teams. I mean, uh, fantasy-wise, <laughs> he's he's awesome. He's been great. Like you this said, year. it's hit or miss, but it's more hit than miss. Yeah, he's been great. I, I've been telling everybody get on the get on the uh, James train this year in fantasy because uh, he's he was pretty money. So yeah, James Winston just lost the game for the Buccaneers with the I think his fourth pick of the game. So not very good by him. But the game after this, the Bills and Patriots is going to be vital for the Chiefs if they want to get that first round by. They're going to be taking on uh, the the. Bills going into Foxborough, and this could be a, this could be the best chance that the this is the best chance that the Chiefs have to get the number two seed should they win out over the Bears and Chargers because the Bills right now in the playoffs, Patriots in the playoffs, and they absolutely need the Patriots to lose here if they want to get that two seed. Um, then if they want to get the one seed, if they want to get greedy. Then they're going to need the Ravens to lose their final two games. Cleveland and Pittsburgh are their final two opponents. Patriots have Miami next week. I don't think anybody's expecting them to lose to Miami. Never know. Never know. I mean, it's so certainly that last year. Probably said that last year too. That first half against the uh, against the Bengals in Cincinnati yeah. was not pretty. It, not was, it was not at pretty at all. They were barely ahead at, at the half, so it could happen. But I think this is probably your best chance to have New England lose and. They have tiebreakers over the Ravens, over the Patriots, so they'll be fine as long as they get some help. Um, but if they lose one more game, and now that Houston pretty much has this game locked, uh, if they lose one more game than Houston does the rest of the way, uh, which means if Houston wins next week and the Chiefs lose either of the two games that they have uh, remaining, then they would get the four seed. So, And uh, Houston has Tennessee next week. So it is important for the Chiefs to obviously secure a win next week 
it is important for the for the Texans to lose to the Titans just for a little bit of insurance. Well, the Titans need that game. The Titans do need Absolutely that game. Absolutely need the, that the, game. They need that game bad. But it certainly just for insurance. It is uh Yeah, it, it is very important there. But I, I do think that this game between the Patriots and Bills should be fun. It's not gonna be really exciting from a scoring standpoint, but if it you should like be, traditional football, I feel like then yeah. you'll enjoy this game. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of running and a lot it's gonna be a low scoring defense. game. Defense. Yeah. Defensive battle. The first matchup sixteen ten in favor of the Patriots. So this game's going to be really fun, I think, just from an old-school standpoint. And it's going to be fun for us to watch because we're going to get a chance to potentially see the Patriots be dethroned in their divisional race because... Oh, that would be so glorious. Oh, it would be so, funny. So glorious. It would be funny if that happened. So this game is very important. Um, we'll certainly keep you posted as the game kicks off here in the next 20 minutes or so, um, and it'll run... Well, our show will run through probably about the first half or so. So we'll keep you updated on that. But coming up next, I'm going to tell you what kind of impact I think the newest Chiefs acquisition, Terrell Suggs, is going to have on this Kansas City Chiefs defense. That's a W. That's E1. That's E1. That's a W. How many people want to eat a W tonight? How many people want to eat a W tonight? Yeah, boy. Come in. Back in here on Overtime with Julian and Chris here on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com. You can also listen to us on the radio.com app. If you are not in your vehicle at any point during the show and you still want to hear us, um, we will definitely be keeping you up on the Bills-Pats game. It's going to start here in about 12 minutes or so um, as this is a very, very important matchup for us. As Chiefs fans, if we want the Kansas City Chiefs to get that first round by, they're going to need some help. They're going to need the Bills to take down the Pats, and they're going to need to win out. They do that, they will get the two seed by virtue of their of the tiebreaker because they beat New England in Foxborough earlier this season. But the big news this week was the fact that the Kansas City Chiefs were able to claim um, former Arizona Cardinals defensive end slash outside linebacker uh, Terrell Suggs, he was waived by them. Chiefs put in a waiver claim amongst, I think it was other like four other teams that put in a waiver claim for them or like three or four others. And um, there was some talk early that they might not get him because uh, he had came out and said that he would pretty much only go play for the Baltimore Ravens if he were to leave the Cardinals. But... Then when the Chiefs put in a waiver claim and uh, Andy Reid went out there and uh, had a talking with talk to uh, Terrell Suggs, he was able to uh, make up his mind to come play in red and gold. Here is T Sizzle talking about how hard it was for them to him to turn down the opportunity to play for the Chiefs. It was hard to turn down the reigning MVP, you know, and a, a, a playoff team, and you know, just the exciting things that they're doing, this atmosphere. It was kind of hard to turn down, you know. I was really uncertain about, uh, you know, my future last week, but and it was just like with a coach. Uh, I talked to coach, and you know, just a brief, brief conversation. I was like, okay, okay, well, let's see. So that's T Sizzle talking about his, uh, him essentially being convinced 
to come play for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs after being claimed by waiver, claimed on waivers after he got released by the Arizona Cardinals. The other teams that uh, claimed him were the 49ers, the Saints, and the Seahawks. So uh, certainly there was a lot of hot demand from some contenders as far as the kind of impact that he would bring to their team. Here is uh, our guy, our Chiefs insider, Yahoo Sports' Therese Paler, talking about Suggs' fit with this Chiefs defense. Suggs so has gotten pretty big now. You know, yeah. he's, you know, he's listed at 6'3", 265. Okay, they, they can still use him. Three-point stance. Yeah, there's, a, there's, some, there's some, you know. I mean, look, we saw Justin Houston move to a three-point stance, and he's been pretty effective as like a power guy, a power rusher at certain points this year. So um, I don't know how the Chiefs would use him, but I do think um, – you know, if he were willing to take the shot, come here, learn some new things, especially with some of the injuries they've got at the defensive end situation, he could be pretty helpful in certain packages in certain situations. And I've heard opinions all throughout the week about the kind of impact that Terrell Suggs is going to have on this Chiefs defense. Um, a lot of people are think that he, I mean, I've, I have heard all sorts of comparisons. I've heard a lot of people go out and say that they think that he is going to have uh this major impact that's going to change the fortunes of this team. You've got a veteran guy who's been to multiple Super Bowls and who has had a ton of success on that defensive end. Um, a lot of people think that he is going to have a major, major impact on this defense. And I'm a little skeptical about how much of an impact he's going to have. He's 37 years old. He's really at the back end of his career. I don't think anybody who watches football is going to be surprised if these are the last games that Terrell Suggs ever plays in his career. Maybe he tries to give it one more go if he finishes off, finishes off the season uh, on a little hot streak. He's got five sacks thus far in the year, four forced fumbles. So he's still a productive player, even though he's not a guy that you're going to have go out and play 80, 90% of your snaps. If you can play him for 40 to 50, maybe even 60% of your snaps, that's pretty good. But uh, some pe- a lot of people think that he's going to not only be an impact player on the field, which I think he'll have some impact, not a major impact, but some impact. But there's a lot of people that think he'll have an impact off the field, changing the culture, helping these guys uh, be melded into uh, a team that can go out there and be a Super Bowl caliber defense. Um, I've heard comparisons to James Shields as far as the kind of impact that he's had. I know that uh, earlier this week, I think it was Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday, on um, on a Bink at Night, me and Dusty, who you just heard on Out of Bounds uh, with, uh, with Nick Price as well, uh, me and him had a debate earlier in this week talking about it because he thought that it was could be very comparable to a James Shields-type impact as far as changing the culture of the defense. Um, and my point that I made in that was that I already think they have that culture change. And the player who ushered that culture change in is one named Tyron Matthew. Tyron Matthew has really helped bring this defense along in a way that not even Eric Berry could do that, could do when he was here. Obviously, you you do have to credit Spags with a lot of that change as well because he finally has a system that seems like it's really competent. And he seems to know how to make some adjustments to improve the defense as the season goes along. But to me, Tyron Matthew is the one that's on the field directing everything. And from an emotional standpoint, he has changed the expectations uh, that these players have in themselves. They trust themselves more. They're more confident in themselves. 
And on top of that, he gets these guys expecting success, something that not even Eric Berry could do during his time here in Kansas City. Here is Spags talking about the kind of impact that uh, Tyron Matthew has had on this defense thus far. You know, look, I've said this before. I mean, I, I just think he's the glue. Um, he's the leader. He's the guy that uh, can get in the huddle and practice and say, hey, we need to step it up. You need guys like that. And that, that stuff I value uh, as a coordinator. It makes my job a lot easier. And I think the rest of the guys um, certainly see that they're talking about a really good player that operates at a high level. I'm talking about in preparation, meetings. You know, he's the first one out there all the time. We go to walk through, we go to practice. And uh, I think that goes a long way, the other guys. So obviously, to me, it looks like Matthew is like the, the, the leader. He's the head of the defense. But that doesn't mean that T-Sizzle's not going to command respect from the rest of that of that locker room and especially on the defensive end, it doesn't mean that they're going to come in there and, and look at him as this old guy who joined late and just trying to, to ride on their coattails to another Super Bowl. There's going to be a ton of respect for, for uh, Terrell Suggs in that locker room. And certainly there'll be a lot of respect for him on the field. Here is another one of the guys who has very much been a, a key part to the success of this defense this year. Frank Clark talking about how, what kind of impact Terrell Suggs has had on his career. That's one of the reasons why I honestly wear 55. You know, he was one of my favorite players um, growing up, you know, and that's watching pass rushers. If you know anything about the, you know, those early 2000 Baltimore Ravens defense, um, my my college coach, Greg Madison, was actually the um, defensive coordinator back in those days, you know. So he had a um, great relationship with Terrell, and he used to tell me about Terrell all the time in Michigan, back in my Michigan days. You know, if you want to do right, if you want to, you know, be somewhere special in life, like T-Sizzle and like all these list of people he was coaching at the time, um, you know, you're going to do it the right way. You can do it like this guy or you can, you know, do it like this guy. So um, I've been new T, um, had knowledge of him, and now just, you know, getting him at this part, you know, in my career. And, um, you know, I'm just more ready, ready and eager to pick his brain. So there's clearly going to be respect had for Terrell Suggs on this on this team. He's definitely going to be a guy that, that some of these younger players, guys like Tano Passanio, guys like Mike Pinnell, even some of the interior guys like Derek Nadi or um, Colin Saunders, they're going to go in there and they're going to see if they can learn something, pick his brain. Maybe even the Frank Clark goes in there and tries to pick his brain and improve his game uh, even more than, than what he has so that he can have a big impact on this team for years to come. But I don't expect him to be this major impact player in that locker room. And I definitely don't expect it on the field. He's 37 years old. His best years are behind him. He's definitely going to be someone that is going to contribute, I think. I can see him getting uh, a sack or two you know, in, in the, this final stretch here. I can see him maybe getting a forced fumble or two. You know, he's certainly been not only causing havoc with his uh, pass rushing, but also with forcing turnovers. So he's someone that I think could absolutely contribute to this team. I just don't think at his age, with the mileage that he has on him, that we can expect any long-term sort of, uh, any any major impact play from him just because of the fact that at this point, seems like he's on his very last leg of his career. So with that, now we have to turn our way, our attention over to the game tomorrow night, Sunday night football. Kansas City Chiefs, they move, they go up north to Chicago to take on the Bears. This is a matchup that was certainly looking much, much better a few months ago 
than it is now. And I am going to tell you about the obvious biggest storyline that is going to be talked about on, at tomorrow night's game. That's coming up next. Back in here on Overtime with Jillian and Chris here on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com. Chris Unocero, Julio Sanchez, no Jillian this week. Looks like this Pats and Bills matchup is about to kick off here in a little bit. This is a very pivotal matchup for the Chiefs if they want to secure the two seed in the AFC playoffs. So it is very important that we keep an eye on this. Um, I actually like the fact that there are NFL games on Saturdays. I don't really like the Thursday night matchups don't really do a whole lot for me because usually the games tend to be kind of ugly. So I'm actually a little I like these Saturday matchups. Obviously, it's hard to compete with like college football, but I like these Saturday NFL matchups. I don't this time of the year because usually this is the time when you're going out shopping. Like just because it's Christmas time, Saturdays are the day where everyone wants to get out there and shop. I think they just lose lose a lot of their audience. Did you finish but your uh, your Christmas shopping? I am about eighty five percent done. I, I have some things that I need, to, little things that I need to go out and get, but all my big things are taken care of. If I don't get the small things, I'll be fine. I completed one hundred percent of my Christmas shopping wow. on Friday in, in five one, minutes. In, in, oh, in five minutes, because I what I I went on Amazon. I had saved some stuff. So I literally, it wasn't even five minutes. That's an over, as, a, as an over-exaggeration. It was like a minute or two. I just literally went on. How many things did you buy? For few, how many people? A few things. I bought presents for three people. So. Oh, you, that doesn't even count. That does count. That doesn't even count. It does count. I brought presents for my, my, my parents and for my girlfriend. That's What about it. your brother? I'm not buying him anything for Christmas. You're so stingy. He didn't, first off, he didn't give me nothing for Christmas last You're year. You're so stingy. He didn't give me nothing for Christmas. not I, what it's about, Chris. No, he didn't give me nothing for Christmas. Like, it's awkward giving presents to people that you know you're not going to get presents from. Yeah, that's true. So it's like, think about it. It's like, it's like a little bit too generous for me. But don't you ever get those gifts that you can re-gift? Like the mug with no, cake mix in no. it? Or I was going to get him some. See, I was going to get my brother some of them Dove beauty bars. Yeah. <laughs> those are amazing. What? Oh, you've never tried the Dove bar soap? I'm not soap? a chocolate fan. No, no, it's not chocolate. It's it's bar soap. It's their bar soap. They call them oh. they call them beauty bars for some reason because they want to like sell it to women. No, Chris, I can't say if you they are they they changed my life. They're amazing, sir. They are amazing. I'm not lying. I'm not kidding you. Need to check your man card. Please. It's not checking your man card. Need to check your man card. This, I have like very soft skin already, and like these things have Why helped me out. Why are you stroking out. yourself right now? I'm just You're being got, weird. No, I'm not. You're being I'm weird about touching this my hand. I'm touching my hand. I got very soft weird. skin because of these Dove Beauty bars. They have changed my life. I got healthier skin now, and I was gonna, I was gonna pass that revelation Thank on to my brother. We're on the radio, and people can't see you right now. Yeah, he's stroking himself. It was my hand. Don't even, don't even try to pass that innuendo on. We got, we probably have kids listening here. I'm keeping it PG. I'm just telling people what I, I touched the back of my hand, and it's very, it's very soft. So, yeah, I, if you really want to give someone like a sleeper gift this holiday season, give them some of them Dove Beauty bars. I'm telling you, it's money. But uh, I think I need to restock oh, here. Fumble. Uh oh, fumble. Yep, Patriots. Uh, they just fumble. <laughs> We're not supposed to be reading live, Chris. 
<laughs> so that may or may not have happened, and it, the Bills we'll may or find may not out. have returned we'll it to find the past out. 30. We'll find out in 30 seconds. or it's like, Is it 30 seconds or a minute? We'll find out in 30 seconds if that if it happened exactly as uh, as, as uh, Julio just said. Something good happened for, for us Chiefs fans anyway. But, yeah, I got my oh, Christmas God. shopping done in a minute. Three presents for, you know, two for my parents and uh, one for my girlfriend. Solid. This is how you do it. Amazon. It was all Amazon. One present for your girlfriend? I wish yeah. I could get away with that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. She's not oh. like a hardcore, like, present girl. She doesn't, like, need a bunch of presents. <laughs> Did she tell you that? Yeah, she told me that. You're setting yeah, yourself up for failure, I think it's a slam dunk. I'm going to oh, give boy. her her present early. I think it's, uh, it's going to be like uh, Jordan at the dunk contest. No, I, yeah, I don't I think, think so. I, I don't need to. I don't need to spoil. Nope, her. She likes. So. She likes giving gifts more. She likes receiving no, gifts. Okay. So. Yeah, I'm gonna take her word for it. If okay. She gets mad at me, then that's on her because oh, she miscommunicated. You have a lot to learn, my friend. She miscommunicated. You have a lot to learn. <laughs> so yeah, I think the I think the time has passed now. Yeah, Patriots fumbled the football uh, on their first drive. So now the Bills uh, they currently have the football now. Um, it is in Patriots. It is at the Pats 25. So it looks like things are looking good for us here in Kansas City as far as potentially yeah, the Chiefs potentially getting that uh, that two seed. So we'll keep you updated on that throughout the uh, rest of the show uh, once the 30-second thing passes because we got the, there's these TV rules. So I want to get into this Chiefs-Bears matchup. The obvious storyline that we are going to hear about on Sunday night, the big storyline there that they're, they're going to push, is Patrick Mahomes versus Mitchell Trubisky. Now, I talked about this before the break. This matchup looked so much better on paper a few months ago. I remember when I looked at that Chiefs schedule, and I went up and down, and I saw all the potential matchups the Chiefs could lose. Obviously, Patriots matchup, number one on that list of, of games that they would likely lose. And then... I, the number two game I looked at is like, that's probably the game they could very well likely lose was the game in Chicago against the Bears. Last year, the Bears were, they were pretty much what the Chiefs had strived to be in the Alex Smith years. Let's have a defense that can go out there and win us football games, get us key stops, keep us in the game at all times. Let's have a running game that's going to dominate the clock and help push us down the field in a methodical pace. And let's have a quarterback that doesn't turn the football over, that makes the right throws when we need him to, and is capable of sometimes putting the team on their back and carrying the team to a win. But you don't want to put the quarterback in a situation where they have to do that. You want to set things up so that your defense and your running game are the key features of the team. You look at the, this Bears team last year, and that's exactly what they were. This year, though, it's very, very different. Their offensive numbers are absolutely terrible. They're like bottom five, bottom seven in every offensive category. And a lot of that has to do with Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky has been a far cry from what he was even a year ago, even though if you look at his recent like four or five games, he's starting to pick it up again. But this year as a whole, he has not been that good. And so clearly, there is a lot of anxiety in Chicago. And there's going to be a ton of regret on the part of Bears fans thinking of what they could have had with not only Deshaun Watson, who was the obvious 
choice to go at the, as the top quarterback in that draft. And then the sleeper pick in, in Patrick Mahomes. Trubisky has been compared to them now his entire career. Everyone is looking at him because uh, not only did he go number two overall, but the Bears traded up a spot with the, uh, with the Niners in order to get him. And Trubisky is hearing it. He doesn't like hearing that talk, but he knows it's inevitable. Here is him talking about how uh, he cannot uh, he cannot hide from that Patrick Mahomes comparison. The comparisons are out there, and they're never going to stop. Kind of me, Pat, and 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 uh, Deshaun are kind of all grouped together because we're in the same draft class, drafting the first round. And there's no do-overs. We are where we are. Um, our careers are going in different paths, and and they will for the rest of the time. And they're always going to be compared against each other. So it's just kind of just the nature of the beast. But um, I'm in competition with myself, just trying to be the best version of me. Go out there and uh, win games for the Chicago Bears. And two good guys to be in comparison with, and um, just competing with. And hopefully, we just uh, keep getting better and help the league. And Trubisky also knows that um, because of that, because he can't really dodge that comparison, he knows that, I mean, for the rest of his career, he is always going to be compared to the other guys that were drafted right behind him. You just play your game uh, and uh, find a way to win for your team, so... The comparisons are out there, and they're never going to stop. Kind of me, Pat, and and, and uh, Deshaun are kind of all grouped together because we're in the same draft class, drafting the first round and, and all that. But uh, there, there's no do-overs. We are where we are. Um, our careers are going in different paths, and, and they will for the rest of the time, and they're always going to be compared against each other. So it's just kind of just the nature of the beast. But um, I'm in competition with myself, just trying to be the best version of me, go out there and uh, win games for the Chicago Bears. And um, it's just something that I can't control. And uh, it is what it is. Part of me kind of feels sorry for Trubisky because he obviously can't pick who drafts him and where they draft him at. He can't make that choice. These guys don't get the freedom to choose where they go and for how much they go for, what kind of assets someone uses to get them. So part of me also, part of me does feel sorry for him in that regard because there's a lot of pressure that was put on him in a way that uh, probably was unfair for a guy that really only had one year as a starter when he was playing in North Carolina. But then part of me also doesn't really feel sorry for him because if you look at Patrick Mahomes, if you look at Deshaun Watson, they had a ton of experience in college, but they also improved drastically when they got to the NFL. And we saw that with Mahomes. Um, Mahomes, early on in the preseason during his rookie season, had made some mistakes. He That, that Cincinnati game... He had that one throw in the, in the in the flats there where he almost threw a pick six. And then he started to pick it up. He had the game against the Titans in week four where he absolutely shredded that Titans defense in the time that he played. And next thing you know, you started to see them um, push up. And when he finally got that, that start, week 17 against Denver, in Denver, he made a lot of big-time plays when he absolutely needed to and was able to get this, that team a win, even though... Tyler Bray tried to give that game away late when they when they put him in in place of Mahomes after they had seen a good deal of him and were really impressed by him. So certainly Mahomes and Deshaun have made a lot of improvements, but at the same time, you know Trubisky has had a tough situation. He's had multiple offensive coordinators, multiple coaches, and this is something that me and um, me and uh, Julio were talking about during the break about Jameis Winston. It's like it's really tough for guys when you constantly have a lot of change early on in your career 
when you go when you have multiple head coaches and you're still on your rookie contract, it's really tough for you to get out of that pit there because you're constantly having to learn a new offense and learn a new way of doing things. And it's it's really difficult. You know, it's it's different when you have a system in place for a long time and you can just learn it more each year and get better. But it's it's much harder when you're constantly having to relearn something or like in the middle, you know, early on in your career, you're now having to learn a brand new system compared to what you did the season before. So uh, I certainly can understand there's certainly is a, a lot of, it, it, it's not a situation where um, it's the ideal place to be in for him. And I, I certainly think that he could still be someone that can be, you know, he can't live. I don't think he's ever going to live up to Mahomes. I don't think he's ever going to live up to Deshaun. But I do think he could be an Alex Smith, which has been the comparison. That's, I, even I see you shaking that, your head. Man, that's, that, for as hard of a time as we give Alex Smith, yeah. he really was a great quarterback. He, he wasn't a he great was, quarterback. He was, he was, he was a really pretty good. good quarterback. He was a pretty good quarterback. He was a good quarterback. But, like, if he could be that, it's not number two overall, just like Alex Smith was not number one overall worthy just from his play. But... I think you could take that as long as Trubisky shows that late in games and crucial big games, he can make you some plays. Because we've seen that. Eli Manning for his career was not great. But when it counted, when it counted, he he showed up. Joe Flacco, during that year that the Ravens won the Super Bowl, look at his career numbers, trash. But that <laughs> one true. playoff run that he had with the Ravens, where he looked like he was an elite quarterback for a few games, he, I mean, any, it got himself paid. He got himself paid, and he, he ripped off the Ravens uh, for <laughs> yes, years. He did. Like, you yes, can did. you can overcome that in a, in a small setting if you just get hot at the right time. And that's really all he needs to be. But I, I certainly don't think it's time to give up on Trubisky yet because I just kind of feel like, you know, much like what we talked about with Winston, it kind of feels like it's a little early. And when you have a lot of change, it's a little I, bit difficult. I, I don't agree, only because just from the eye test, he he doesn't look like, Trubisky he's going or, to or be Winston. Trubisky. Trubisky, like he's going to be an exceptional quarterback. His ceiling just seems very, very low. Like I said, Alex Smith, I and his floor Alex seems Smith. even lower. That's the problem. Yeah, his floor is lower than. But like Alex, early on in his career, seemed like he had a pretty low floor too. I mean, it took yeah. him to get like a hard coach, like uh, like Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, agreed. And, or, I mean, but it's not like Trubisky's in a tough situation. I mean, he's got a he's got a stellar defense. I mean, he doesn't really have too much of a running game or an offensive line. Not right But now, he's got no. some decent targets to throw to. I mean, he's got a, a coach in Matt Nagy that's somewhat proven. I wouldn't say completely proven, but I trust him enough that he would have a system in place that Mitch Trubisky could learn in and, and excel, and he's not. He's not progressing as quickly as you would, as Bears fans would like. And when you're, again, when you're compared to the likes of Deshaun Watson and, and Pat Mahomes, those are big shoes to fill. So it's it's going to be impossible for him to succeed. I think at this point, I think he'll. Like I said, no I think he'll stabilize. I just don't think. I don't he'll think ever, so, man. I, I, don't, I just don't. I don't think he'll be like a top ten quarterback. I mean, I can see him in that third tier. He's going to be one of those quarterbacks that needs a change of scenery. Maybe. I, I mean, it depends on what what happens with Nagy and, and the coaching there, because the the it's going to be he's going to be very much reliant on coaching. Like I think. Like, I think if Mahomes would have ended up in a lot of other places, I think he'd be good. I don't think he'd be as good as what he is with, with Andy Reid. Andy Reid, I think, expedited Mahomes' development sure. at the NFL yeah. level really, really. I mean, just just by the way that and, – and Mahomes showed a lot of aptitude towards that system. 
and showed a lot of aptitude towards um, the way that the, the game is played at the NFL level. And it's certainly a little bit tougher for Trubisky, but I, I certainly think that with Matt Nagy, I think he can make a rebound. So uh, we're about to jump to a break here, but uh, we got an update here. Bills, Patriots, Bills are currently up. Three nothing. They got a field goal on that first drive. The they did, but they didn't capitalize as good as they should have. I will still or take a hope. three nothing lead. I'll take a three nothing lead, but I would have liked them to get a little bit more points because I mean, we are talking about the Patriots. Even though this Patriots team has seemed a little punchless early, you know, at this point in the season, they certainly can score some points. They're just not the prolific offense that they are. But currently, they're uh, they're in Bills territory and they are driving. We will keep you updated on that game as we uh, continue along here in the show. But coming up next, the MLS they released the 2020 schedules for all their teams, and we're going to give you our expectations for Sporting Kansas City's 2020 season. Back in here on Overtime with Jillian and Chris here on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, the radio.com app, however you choose to listen. We got a quick score update here uh, over in Foxborough. The New England Patriots just responded and they were able to drive down the field and they got a touchdown. Uh, They dinked and dunked their way down the field it was an ugly ass drive just i mean you want to talk about like old school football that was an old school football drive right there a lot of running the football a lot of short passing nothing explosive or exciting this patriots offense is ugly as hell to watch uh they capped the drive off with a a short pass left flats over to matt lacoste for a touchdown so they are up seven to three now up in foxborough uh chiefs could very well. They they really, really need this if they want to get that two seed. They want to get that first round by because um, Patriots right now have one more win than they do, and this is going to be their best bet because otherwise we're counting on the Dolphins to beat the Patriots. And uh, I don't know if we want to do that because the Dolphins have been trying hard to be the worst team in football this year. They haven't been, they're not even good enough to be the worst team in football. That's how incompetent they are because they won too many games and the uh, Bengals have been clearly the worst team in the, in the in the game this year. So I'm getting a lot of heat on the uh, on the text line, too. Uh, I, last segment, I talked about how I was going to I was planning on getting my brother some of those uh, Dove Beauty Bars. The uh, they're what they call soap. What, one more time again. Dove Beauty Bars. Why? Why? Why do you have to, if it's soap, why do you have to call them Dove Beauty Bars? I, I don't know why. Because they, they're trying to market why? to women. But this, these are for men, too. These no, are, it's yes, not. they are. That's yes, why they they're are. called beauty bars, no, sir. No, men can Absolutely use these, not. too. This is soap. This is soap we talk about. Please have your man card, please. No, no, I'm I'll keeping hold of it. Turn it after Christmas. No, because these, these things have been great. They've been great on my skin. I have very sensitive skin, so uh, I can very, I, I've used Baby. these things. They've helped me out so much. I'm getting flack on the text line. Goat Band, uh, he said, uh, well, he he talked about the president actually, because <laughs> I talked about how I I only got my girlfriend one gift, and uh, he's like, "You're Which is a dead cheap man. also. It's not cheap. Yeah, it is cheap. It's not cheap. 
He's like, you're a dead man. And if she told you that, she, she gonna was complain. lying. Read between the lines. I don't think she... Come on. She's very open and honest. Oh, she's different, huh? Yeah, she's, she's open different. and honest. She's not like... She don't, <laughs> she don't be playing them games. She don't be playing them games where she sits around and like lies to like make you feel good. Or, she She's honest. I like that. So, uh, no, uh-huh. I'm 100% uh-huh. sure I am good on, on, on this front. And I got the gift I got her. I think she'll really like it. So... Uh, I think I'm good in that regard. Hey, Someone we'll else making fun of the uh, beauty bars. They said the bar is small enough; it'll probably fit in your purse. Uh, y'all it would just, be y'all, maybe your clutch. Y'all just clutch. y'all just hating because I got better skin get than real y'all. Men's soap, please, it's not. It is Let's real. Get men's some Irish soap. Spring or something. I don't okay. like Irish Spring. Irish Spring, like, nah. That Irish Spring don't. I don't. I don't use that stuff anymore. Like Why? the it doesn't. I don't it leave my skin no, really. Instead, dry. you use beauty bars. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I like the, the way. Yeah, ones. yeah, no, it's good. No, it's really good on my skin. It feels real. I mean, it feels really, spent really too nice. Long on this already, you said what? We spent too long on this already. Yeah, I guess. But it's. I'm telling y'all, y'all need to. Get, every listener here needs to try them out. Maybe get them for your wife or your girlfriend or whatever, and then like take one out of the packet and try it on. Just try it and use it one time. I'm telling you, beauty bar. You're welcome to sponsor us if you'd like. Yeah, you Please, should. Dove. Yeah, Dove. Y'all want to sponsor a part of our show? Apparently, will, it's amazing. We will take Sorry. it. Yeah, I will. I will shill out for your your beauty bars all day. Or you can get your Dove for Men body wash. I use that too. Uh, another person on the text line: Trubisky is basically Jared Goff, and the Bears should not but worse. get stuck with him. Trade Mag next year, move up and get Trevor Lawrence. Why would you trade your best pass rusher if you like just give him that giant contract? As yeah, well? I mean, keep him and then build around him. So somebody, Goldman says, if you're not if it's if it's not an engagement ring, you're screwed, my friend. We've been together for like two and a half months. That's that's definitely not gonna happen now. Not right now. I'm like a I'm gonna wait some years before I do something like that. That seems a little uh, that's aggressive fair. here. That's fair. That's very aggressive there, Goatman. Goatman's out here out here trying to out here trying to trying to get you trapped. Trying to get me trapped. I like I'm a I'm gonna give it at least a year before I start thinking about stuff like that. Someone says, um Yeah, someone says the dove soap works great for me too. I worked outside, keep skin. This is probably from your cracking. brother texting the show. Uh no, my mom doesn't use that stuff. Uh they my parents use dial soap. They used basic ass dial soap. Like it is the most it doesn't smell like anything. It's just soap. I don't like using it. It dries my skin out. She's a woman, she's played games with dudes don't believe otherwise. She's just uh holding them holding back. It's true. It's all because it's it's just new. It's but but she's she's setting a bad precedence right now, right? They've only been together for two and a half months. Yeah. She's this is that that phase where everything is all sweet and lovey dovey. She's telling you things that she really doesn't mean. Come down the road, she's going to continue to to tell you things I, she really doesn't mean, but she's going to hold you to a different standard. I don't that's what's that. going to happen. I don't think that's true. She's going to expect you to read between the lines. That's what always happens. No, I don't think that's true. I think that's just something. Oh um, I think you're just projecting this, your this, own. This right here is the difference in age. This I think is what you're, I'm telling you. I'm just, I think you're just projecting your own no, situations no, onto me because advice. you have had this Roy issue Roy. many, many times many before. Many times. Many, many times. times. And I've had this issue yeah. with past relationships too, uh, but I don't put up with that now. So I think this is just you projecting that onto me. Okay. I, I, it's Play been, fire. Go ahead. It's been very... You get burned. I, I, I like to live dangerously yeah, anyway. I see that. <laughs> I see that. Goatman, again, just just learn from my past and trying to... I appreciate it, Goatman. I appreciate it. I think I got this, though. I think I, think I got uh-huh. this. I trust myself. 
I, I trust myself in my decision making. I thought hard about this, thought long about this, and I'm like, I think this is the correct decision to go. So we talked uh, zero soccer here in this segment. We'll probably get to it later on in the show. But coming up next is Julio's Web Hits. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.